Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with this dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kistner brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodel and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at this dream house at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House, and we'd love to hear from everybody out there with any questions you got. Mr. Kistner, how's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. How hey, are you? Hey, I heard a rumor. You have something exciting coming hey, up You in heard November. a rumor. What, I, what's going on? I am heading out to Nashville in a couple weeks for the CMA Awards with uh, with my buddy Braley Jones for the Hook Podcast, our country music podcast yeah we're on our way out are you guys on the red carpet like will you be I, inter- I see you, you know interviewing your boo you know as of right now which, which one i mean keith might be out there peyton manning's going out there well, look, peyton's let's hosting. Hope they're both there but would you would you will you be on the red carpet talking to them i don't know if i'm on the red carpet but that doesn't mean <laughs> it, it won't happen i mean now i gotta ask you, are you gonna have like a, a tux and cowboy boots no no <laughs> It's it's one or the other. Oh, I see. It's it's tux with dress shoes or or a cowboy up or not cowboy up but dress up. Look, I think you would set the. Tr- I'm sure they do this. I am sure there is people there in tuxes and boots. Oh, I'm sure. So like, you got to be with the trend, buddy. I got to be with the trend. Maybe I could. I think my buddy Braley's gonna wear Jordans. <laughs> So really? I'm like, dude. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what he did in South Dakota. So All that's right. his. That's his. Uh, that's his way. All right, buddy. Here we go. Over the pond. Oh, man. Fish and chips. Big spa game. Tea. Um, Big game, like 24 hours. You know, <laughs> look. Um, yeah. It hasn't been good. Let's be honest. I, no. I actually lost last week. I don't know if you, you I'm sure you noted that. Uh, <laughs> I had taken the Broncos in a close win. Uh, I got to attend the game. And yeah. yeah, it just, you know, everything that, you know, I thought I would see, I did. Yeah. Right? And, and here's the thing. I honestly think, and this is just me, uh, it, if, if I was to say, what's the fix? Here's the fix to me. And, and I'm sure we are going to make some moves. Right. And everybody says, well, you know, this whole draft pick thing, we don't have draft picks. And why do we think draft picks is always going to fix everything? No, I don't know that it's going to fix everything. But you know what? I get it. Some of these guys are on. Um, I'm going to call it on the cheap. Right. I mean, Cortland is on a, on a lower contract, as is Judy's under a rookie contract. However, I came to this conclusion. We don't have playmakers. And yep. we just don't. Yeah. And so to me, we need to find playmakers. And I watched the NFL games all weekend long, and I see these guys making plays left and right. And guess what, Kev? They weren't top draft picks. They're just playmakers. Yeah. I didn't even know half the names that scored. Go, uh, but go, they, go look at the Chiefs. Right. N- name, name one of their receivers. Yeah. That's no, not I, Travis Kelsey because he's tied up. I was going to go with Kelsey, <laughs> but I get it. Uh, and and you're right. So I, I guess my thing is, all right, look, you know, it's time for uh, a Patton, okay, yep. to or Peyton, 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 Patton. He looks like Patton to me. Um, it's time to find uh, playmakers, um, and I think you do that through free agency, and you do that through picks, and you do that by moving on from our current playmakers. Because let's, let's, honestly, right, is Russ going anywhere? Oh no, he's he's signed up. I mean, he could go somewhere, but. 
It's going to kill your salary cap. Yeah, listen, he's not going anywhere. He's here, and we gave up the world for him. We gave up the future picks for him. So to me, it's the only way to fix it. I mean, do you see something different? I mean, what would you do? I I, first off, I would have never drafted Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler because you could find weird wide receivers late in the ra- late in draft, and you could find playmakers almost like we did with you pass could, rushers. By the you way, you can find them in free agency. You know, I I heard uh, Merrillat talking about um, well, you got a known commodity in Bradley Chubb, but is is it me or do the do you, or do, you, do the Broncos seem to find a really good pass rusher every year? Do you know he's a known commodity? Because last I checked, the dude didn't have a single sack last year. And he hasn't had double digits since his rookie year. So he is off to his best start of but he's his not career. Cheap. But he's he's going to be around $20 million next year. Yeah. Whether I, you franchise tag him or, or give him a new deal. In my opinion, I'm not spending $20 million on a guy who's barely played in the last four or five years. I think, and when you have the Walton group, they're used to making tough uh, decisions. Right? Yeah. It, it's, like, it's business. And to me... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm parting with Judy. I'm parting with Cortland, and I love those guys. I really do. Um, I, I'm probably parting with Chubb, parting with Gordon, and I don't know. Last question: Do you part with the head coach, and when? I think I know a lot. There's been a lot of talk this week about moving on from Hackett. I don't do it yet. I, I it's this is probably a thing where it's a game or two left in the season. And then they'll decide to move him. I mean, because what are you going to do now? You're going to bring in Jairo Evero to just be the head coach for the remainder of the year. I but hear then a lot guess of people what? saying it. it. It does make a statement. But if he looks good, is that who you want as your future head coach? Because that's a fair quite, statement. Honestly, no. I it, I was talking to Stokely. It's kind of like a Vance Joseph guy, a defensive guy who's never been a head coach, but he's on the rise. I got to be honest with you. We, I am done with first time coaches. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Get me, get me an adult in the locker room. Go give me John Fox. Go give me Gary Kubiak. Go give me somebody Dude, I took along a lot those of lines heat for wanting Peterson this season. Right, That's, I would have been fine with that. Right, he's at least been there. He's been in a Super Bowl for crying out yeah. loud. He didn't get dumb overnight uh, when the Eagles uh, dropped him. You know, he was really right the flavor yeah. of the month that year. And yep. you know what? A guy like that, somebody who is creative, inventive, who will set boundaries and guidelines, who can, who will lead. Give me somebody with experience. Well, we're going to see him tomorrow. We are, right? <laughs> I might not take too much heat out of this. I'm probably going to get tweeted to death like, and you wanted that guy. Watch. I, I, that's how it goes. Man. Anyway, I think, look, let's see how it goes, brother. All right, everybody, time for our first guest. We're going to be talking homes with Rich Miskowitz. Did I do good on that? You did great on that. Yeah, you know why? Because that's my Polish and Slavic background. I'm impressed. I've been butchering his name for, for, for years now. And you know him. <laughs> yes, we, we, are, we are friends indeed. I, I will let the audience know that I have purchased not one but two homes All right, and, and let, with this gentleman. <laughs> and I have to share because it's pretty funny. And, and uh, Rich and I laughed when he came in to the studio because of course i said hey rich i said you know chef called you rick i did and and when i said it was rich he corrected me and said no yeah, it's been, rick so in full disclosure i've been butchering his first and last name for many years <laughs> yeah, i mean I, this is tough right r-i-c-h i you know i just look at him and i see dollar signs i should remember yes there you go kind of like richie rich that's how you will going forward i swear to you chef, right you will always remember that now. from now on Anyway, buddy, welcome to the show. How are you? 
Good, good. Good to be here. Yeah, good, good to, to have you. And you're with uh, Compass Realty out of uh, Cherry Creek. Yes, sir. Cherry Creek. You know what that looks like, right? You think he didn't pick that area on purpose, Chef? Or oh, what? heck yeah. <laughs> I, how's Cherry Creek doing? It's doing well, you know. Um, uh, but you don't just handle Cherry Creek properties, or do you? Um, I do. I actually just sold one there uh, two months ago. Right, but um, do you only do Cherry Creek, or are you kind of all around? No, all over Denver Metro. Yeah, right on, right on. And so let's talk a little bit about the market, right? I mean, uh, of course, interest rates are kind of hanging out where? Uh, I actually just got a quote uh, this morning for one of my buyers. Uh, they were sitting at a 675, and mm-hmm. this is a pretty well-qualified buyer with a good credit score, good job, all that kind of stuff. So, And so with that then – I mean, it was crazy, right? Last year, I wasn't even here. I was I was in North Carolina, but I have a lot of realtor friends, and it was just like they were telling me what a frenzy it was. And and frankly, North Carolina wasn't all that different in the sense that, depending where, right? Sure. Um, but I guess my question now would be: Is it still like you better come in with a lot of cash over asking price? Still, is that kind of leveled out a little bit? Because that's tough. A lot. Um, so things have actually changed considerably um, from just a year ago, even six months ago, um, mm-hmm. and they continually change, you know, month over month. Um, these rates are really pushing down demand, okay. um, which I think was the main uh, purpose of doing so. You know, we we're battling the inflation and all of that. So, um, yes, we've seen a considerable slowdown. Um, prices have been on the decline slightly, nothing crazy. Um, I'd say across the board, we're probably looking five ten percent um, from you know where we were at about a year ago. To put that into context, um, we're still up about like eight mm. percent um, over the last couple of years. So you know the appreciation that we've seen over the last few years has just been insane, and it's and, not sustainable. Well, I was, that's what I was going to say, right? I mean, as much as homeowners want their property value to go up. I was in Florida in 2008 for that crash. And like we absolutely took just a bath because there was a lot of us, um, you know, fix and flippers and people who had nothing to do with belonging in real estate who were Mm -hmm. driving the demand, driving the price. And then when it crashed, everybody was all upset, right? And so, you know, at the same time, I think in Denver, uh, and I would assume you talk to your buyers and probably even the the listers uh, to sell their properties in this light. Yeah, I like this is not a bad thing. No, um, you know what people have to realize is real estate uh, is cyclical, right? So every seven to ten years, you have a kind of a boom and a bust. Now the last, you know, call it five six recessions, we've seen declines in home prices in about two of those. One of them being oh eight. Um. You know, I'd like to say this time around it's a little different. Um, the mortgage and products and the loans that have been put out are considerably different this time around. Mm. Um, they're just higher quality uh, mortgages. You know, they're not just giving out money to anybody. Um, we call them ninja loans. No income, no job, no asset. Here's <laughs> half a million. Go have fun. Right? So that's kind of what fueled the whole, you know, 08 um, crisis, right? Um, you know, what we're dealing with now is there's still buyers out there, you know, um, you know, you do an open house, you're just not getting a hundred people through, you're getting five or 10 through. I think the thing, even for like myself, that would be so frustrating is just that, you know, having to go in over value and having to come in with cash 
Uh, that would be a huge turnoff for me. I, I, I could tell you, I personally probably wouldn't buy. You know, one word that, that honestly comes to my mind is just opportunity. So right now, if you know, if people were trying to buy a house the last couple of years and they just couldn't get in, they couldn't breach in, uh, they didn't have the extra capital to throw down for appraisal gaps and that sort of thing, um, now they have an opportunity to get in below list price with seller concessions and not waive nice. all their rights, give up their firstborn and give the right. seller a first year, you know, a year on Netflix for free. So, uh, it's, it's, and that's it's, how it was, right? I mean, yes. we laugh about it, but yes. I don't think it was any different. No, it was. Well, it that was, was the Thunderdome. That was the last house that uh, I purchased was, uh, you know, cash or uh, over asking price, and like we had ten minutes. Remember this? Yeah, we had ten minutes to walk through the house and say, "Well, are we going to live here?" Um, it it was impossible to in ten minutes, you know, create a dream of of yeah. you know and visualize yourself in the home. We got lucky that we got a good one. Um, and I want you to talk a little bit about um the kind of the guidance that you offered us or any of your clients as far as um how to determine the right price for a house because you nailed it with us. Uh, what what are the steps you take? Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, you pull comparable sales, right, to see what's going on in the neighborhood and the street. Um, you know, Mark, your your situation was um, not out of the ordinary in that time period. You yeah, know, we people... worst possible time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I called you, you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> well, yes and no, because you did get um, a good rate. I we mean, did. Money was extremely cheap. You know, yeah. even six months ago. We're, we're so happy with, um, with so... <laughs> how it turned out. Because if sure. we were, if we bought the same house for less money today, we'd still be paying more. A lot more. A lot more because of the interest rates, and we realize that. Um, so we're very thankful that we did end up paying over and finding a house that we love. Sure. Um, but as far as like you mentioned pulling comps, is comps the strongest tool you have for determining what's the right dollar amount to go into a home? Yeah, so it's not just that, right? Um, that's the data. Um, what people don't understand is everybody has a different situation that they're going through, whether you're a seller or a buyer. Um, you know, to a seller, they might be in a you know particular life situation to where you know it's you can kind of have that leverage on them and and get a good deal. Uh, or vice versa. I mean, you know, right. it just they really can, depends on They can on stay the, there forever if they right, want to. Right, right. Like, they don't need to move. That's right? right. So it really depends on the situation. Um, you know, so pulling comparable sales, yes. Um, having a close relationship with, uh, you know, the list agent on the on the buy side and then the buyer's agent on the list side uh, is extremely important, too. Communication. You know, just making that call. I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, agents have texted me and not called me, and they've lost the deal because of it. Um, or vice versa, you know. Um, so communication, data, um, the, you know, the heat of the market, um, again, it's it's completely different now. The conversations that we're having uh, with both buyers and sellers, it's just a completely different environment. Um, I mean, rates doubled in a matter of 120 days, you know. So um, I think the market is still kind of in shock from that, and there's still there's still adjustments to be had. Tell me a little bit about inventory, right? Because, I mean, sure. that plays a big role, too. Now, my understanding is there is more inventory. And to a real estate agent, what is that What is that percentage of inventory gone from and to? Sure. Um, so how we break it down is months' worth of inventory. Um, so we look at it from a standpoint of, like, let's say February, we had two weeks' worth of inventory. versus across, And this is like speaking, you know, generalized across sure. the board. 
uh, single family, detached, townhome, and condo. Across the board, we had about two weeks worth of inventory. Now we're sitting at about just below two months worth of inventory. Mm, so to put in a, it's a significant difference. Uh, and to put in a yeah. context, we're still not at a balanced market in terms of inventory and product to sell. Balance is anywhere between five to six months worth of inventory. Anything over that is a buyer's market. Anything below that is a seller's market. So, Rich, you would say it's still a tight market out there. It's still pretty tight, and it's still considered a seller's market, even though sellers are giving out concessions, dropping prices, you know, being more lenient and um, you know workable with the buyers. But so, um, is it, does that make it a great time to buy despite the interest rates? You know, I, I'll say it like this. It really just depends on your particular situation. Um, if the math makes sense for you, then it makes sense, despite the interest rate, despite the, the price of the home. Um, people tend to forget real estate is a long-term play. It's not. Right, yes. Plus, we all need a place to live. And right. I, I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Like, you know. Oh, I'm paying so much more that I could have, you know, I put too much time. Well, you still have a house to live in. Right. You know, and it's easy to lose sight of that when you're purchasing and selling and getting emotionally invested. Now, yes. do you look at if, if it was a person renting, as an example, mm-hmm. right, and they're looking to go into um, buying, mm-hmm. is does the, do, does the rental sort of price slow or get better as the housing market sort of balances a little bit. In other words, right, for a while, you if you were trying to get something to rent in downtown Denver, you, good luck, sure. right? And so is there any correlation there, too? So, so like that person that's going, well, you know, I'm renting, um, and you're going, well, yeah, but you're paying a lot of money. You're not getting any return on that. And, um, you know, the rent's going to continue sort of to go up. So if you wait. Two or three years, you're just throwing all that money away, and that price at the end of the year is going to, you know, these properties are going to continue to increase. And is there any balancing there and any advice for that? There is to a certain extent. So, you know, nothing's better than a 30 year fixed payment. That payment is not changing versus your rent goes up, could go down. You don't know. You're kind of at the mercy of that landlord. Um, so, you know, as far as the dynamic goes between renters and buyers, um, you know, I've had people that, you know, came to me last year or two years ago and they were trying to buy and just gave up um, because it was too crazy. They didn't stick with it. And, um, you know, now their rent's going up. And now because of the interest rates and the pricing of the homes, they're just simply priced out. So, again, the prices of the homes haven't, I don't think, adjusted yet completely to huh? the interest rate. Um, usually, you know, you go up a, about a point on a 30-year fix, you're looking at a, a 10% decline in, ho- in home prices. Reason being is because the consumer's purchasing power typically drops by about that 10%. So that's how it adjusts. Right. right? It so it would just sit out there then. You, you, as a seller, you would be w- wasting right. your well, breath. Well, and what's strange about, you know, the environment that we're in now, I mean, we went from a three to a, you know, six and a half, seven, um, but real estate prices haven't gone down 30%. Mm. you know, of, of what was historically. And is that traditionally what you would see or historically Correct. what you would so, see? Yep. You so would the, see it literally adjust that much. So, wow. Which, you know, rates haven't popped down or up that much <laughs> in the sure. span of the last, you know, 20 years or so. But, right. Um, yes, we've had a huge jump in interest rates. We're at a 14-year high. Um, they're, they're fighting inflation. 
Okay, everybody, I know you want to hear more from uh, Rick Niskowitz. Rich, Rick, see what you got me doing? I got you doing it. I had it right. It's easy to do, I'm telling you. I hate you. No, I don't hate you. I love you, Seth. You're my buddy. You're my partner. Um, And so we're going to be right back with Rich Miskowitz with uh, Compass Realty. Was that like a tongue twister? It actually was very difficult to do. (laughs) The smoke coming out of your ears. Yes, we'll be right back. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory. Save up to 40 to 80% on thousands of in-stock appliances and mattresses. Largest inventory in the western U.S. Appliance Factory gets exclusive factory buys from manufacturers at huge discounts, and they pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's Black Friday sale prices. Save up to 40 to 80% from GE to KitchenAid. Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has innovative brands like Purple, Dream Cloud, Tempur-Pedic, and Sealy at unbeatable savings. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory and Mattress kingdom all right welcome back everybody we are here with who chef (laughs) (laughs) we're here with my buddy rick let's get back to uh realty Uh, that was my food uh topic let's keep talking about i know i know i'm hungry i love food oh my god um but anyway so one of the questions I had for you is, you know, we recently moved back to Denver and, and, and we, we rent downtown. And no, it's not inexpensive, but I, and I think we didn't really want to get into this way over our head game. We, we hadn't really looked around and we needed a place to come back to. However, part of our thought process is this, well, you know what? We're never going to see the end of that mortgage. 57 years old, starting a new mortgage. We don't have enough cash to sort of buy it outright and so maybe we'll just sort of rent yeah however we have to also think we are getting up in age we're not going to continue to have sort of this income forever and you know you you said it earlier uh, uh prior to the break you know fixed um mortgage right fixed mortgage mortgage rate i think was the term that you used payment fixed payment fixed payment fixed payment there you go and and I was thinking, well, yeah, that makes sense because let's as we age, it's not like rent or mortgage payments are going to go down. No, they're going to continue to climb at whatever as with rate, right? Everything. And so, what is your advice to people that have that opinion? Because I can't believe I'm also the only guy out there that's thinking like, well, you know what, my 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 rent is affordable right now. I really like where I'm at, and I'm not really tied to be there forever, and I'm not going to own it anyway. Let's be honest. The bank owns it. No, by the way, my kids don't listen to the show, so I could say this. Who cares about whether they have a house left? I mean, we have insurance policy. They'll be fine, and it's not like they would do anything with a home anyway. But, like, how do you – how would you overcome that, and what's the logic to that person? Sure. Well, the logic to me, and and again, I'm a huge advocate of home ownership, um, not just because I should be, because I'm a real <laughs> yeah, estate right. agent, but um, there's a lot of pros to home ownership. Now, in your particular case, um, you're still paying rent, so you still have a housing payment of some sort, um, which can go up and, and can go down. Now, if you get a 30-year mortgage, your payment is fixed. Now, you know, that's a pro in my eyes. Another pro is you don't have to move every two years. Yeah, but know. I do. <laughs> we talked about this. This is a true story. I think for the past 20 years, and we we used to make light of it, like, oh, it's just some something happened. Is, is it the village chasing you out with uh, uh, right. fire? And, 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 it's and, crazy. We were here in Colorado for um, uh, 
10 years, and we moved once, twice, three, four, five times. Five times in 10 years we moved for various reasons. Sure. Um, but it just happened to be that way. And I would tell you, honestly, we you know, we moved to Ireland. We were there only a year. So that was a little weird thing. But COVID struck that down for us, right? Mm-hmm. But then we went to North Carolina, and we thought well, we loved where we live, right? Oh, we're not going to sell. We love you all. Uh, two years almost to the month. And probably the prior 10 years to that, mm-hmm. two years. So, yeah, it is funny, right? But it, it isn't, I guess, because it has been two years. Sure. I would love to sit 10 years, to be honest with you, in a home because sure. my value would be great. You know I, that you know you're not normal. <laughs> I don't – I mean, have you run into anybody like this? Oh, of course. I mean, you know, your, your average person stays in Rich, their home Rich, you're supposed to agree with years. me on this. <laughs> All right. But, no, carry, carry on. I want, actually Agreed. Do, but, I want you to, know, but here's the other thing I think, too. In a way – you stay somewhere two years and you're in a growing sort of market, like like sure. North Carolina. To give you the example. I got in. I did very well. In Which those... Raleigh was crazy. I'm not sure what part yeah, of no, North was, Carolina. Yeah, no, I was I uh, was west of Raleigh, just okay. due north of um, of uh, Charlotte. Got it. And and we did well, right? We sold sure. the home and we made money. But I also wonder, like, if you get into a Denver, you're in your home for ten years, you're making money, right? That house sure. is worth more, but you've almost got to leave. Colorado at that point, right? Because how are you going to replace it? it unless you just sit on it for the rest of your life, which is also a good idea. Sure. Well, you have move up buyers. I mean, you know, if you're in the market, um, you know, whatever prices do, it's kind of a wash, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if your house goes up 10%, you know, and the one down the street that you want goes up 10%, again, you're going to cap 10 from yours and, and pay 10 for, you know, over for the other one. But I think the biggest thing of own, the biggest pro to owning a home is financial leverage. So in your case, you know, um, you have tax advantages to that. You can leverage your home, take money out, use that equity for, you know, business opportunities or vacations or whatever, you know, whatever you I want. do like to vacation, vacation, by the way. vacation wouldn't be the smartest thing to do to take money out on your house, but. Uh, <laughs> Why not? You live one life, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. There's, I hear you totally. Um, so it gives you the ability to, ability to do just that. Um, have you gotten the opinion that I'm probably really awful with money? Because I am. I just <laughs> I enjoy life, bit, man. You know? <laughs> he's probably out eating. He's on vacation. He's just whatever it is he's doing. He's just yeah. You know, it is not my strong suit to be very frank. So. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you like this: the last two years, you know, your rent. Where did that go? In your landlord's pocket. You have nothing to show for it. Unfortunately. If you were to own a home, that's going into your principal balance. You're also gaining equity, um, so you're you're making money. I mean, you know, there's there's no there's a reason that homeowners are you know worth more on paper than non-homeowners or renters. So. Well, Rich Miskowitz, how can people uh, get through to you? Uh, uh, because this is a guy you want on your team. Yeah, totally. Um, website, all that kind of stuff. I'm on social media. Best best way to reach me is my phone, my cell phone, 720-520-1748. Call, text, anytime. One more time? 720-520-1748. All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on <laughs> hey, with us, thanks man. for having me. All guys. right. It is time for 10-second tips from Chef Mark Kevin. 
You got the timer ready? You think? I, what, I right. got it. You know, we we should do. Think we can put odds whether Chef could actually over and under, like over a minute or under a minute, even like, though it's supposed to be ten seconds. Over nine and a half. Yeah, <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. yeah when uh, you're, yeah, and when you're like recording it at fourteen. Oh, I I have it exactly we, nine and a half. We we uh we've we're, we've got a couple of these under our belt now. Okay. Uh, I'm getting swing of things, so uh, I'm ready. All right. You have 10 seconds to tell our listeners what is the best cutting board and why. Oh, interesting. That is clever. By the way, you know me. I love charcuterie. I I must have seven cutting boards. Okay. (laughs) I mean, at least five. I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to talk about the three cutting boards. Okay. Worst, okay, and best and why. Okay, in 10 I, seconds. In 10 seconds. Kev? All right. All right. I have the over. <laughs> All right. Ready? All right. Mark, here we go. Go. Glass is the worst because it dulls your knives instantly. Plastic is okay. It's good on your knives. It's easy to clean, but it can absorb um, uh, bacteria. Wood is king. It's good on your cutting board, and it's safe. Kev? 12.7. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was about to say, well, I thought you were going to tell me which kind of wood, Chef, right? I mean, let's now let's let's extend this for okay. another six seconds or so. Okay. What is, is it? Bamboo? Like what is? Yeah, bamboo is great, but um, oak. You know, oak. hardwood. A lot of those bamboo boards are fine, but they just don't really hold up. Uh, the glues that hold them together start right. to delaminate. And it, would it also be the same because it's a softer wood? The food would kind of stain or yeah, get in it? Yeah, it's and... not as good as like a good oak cutting board uh, because, you know, w- wood uh, used to be a tree. It has a natural tendency to resist uh, bacteria growth. Where plastic, I've seen many plastic cutting boards where people wash them and put them yeah, next to all, each other. They're like orange. Yeah, well, in the in the cabinet, let's say, and and like mold grows in between. Oh, Jesus! Us. So, um, although they're very friendly to a knife, they're actually not as bacteria resistant as a good old fashioned wood cutting board. We'll be back next week on 104.3 The Fan with more information. Uh, this dream house. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys. Have a great day, everybody.